How can you honor a veteran? Listen. Uh, so I'm part of the military EBRG. So today we're doing the Boots on the Ground event, which is a great event uh, that we do every Memorial Day to get the boots down, to remember everybody who has fallen uh, in this country since 9-11. That's Michael Fernandez, a Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island client implementation manager. He's a veteran, and he's a member of Military Services, a Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island employee business resource group. Members of that EBRG were at Fort Adams this past May, where they helped hundreds of other volunteers place over 7,000 boots, representing every soldier that has fallen in service to our country since 9-11. The event is called Boots on the Ground, and it's hosted by Operation Stand Down Rhode Island. It's sobering and humbling to stand among rows and rows of boots, representing individuals who have made the ultimate sacrifice. Michael shared his pride in supporting the event and how his time in the military shaped him. So I take my service uh, with pride. You know, it really molded me the way that I am today with the discipline that I need, uh, the efficiency that I work under, um, everything that kind of rolls back into what I learned in the military. In the month that we celebrate our independence, we're taking a moment to acknowledge the folks who have protected it. Today we're talking about Rhode Island's veteran population by sitting down with an organization that protects their health and wellness in so many ways. I'm Mark Sheldon, and this is The Road to Health, a podcast presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island. Today's episode, The Road to Veterans Health. I'm proud to be joined by this episode's guest. Eric Wallen served in the United States Air Force as a captain in the Department of the Judge Advocate General, and since 2011, he has served as the full-time Executive Director and General Counsel for Operation Stand Down Rhode Island. The organization offers a wide range of life-changing services, including supportive permanent transitional housing, legal and VA benefit representation, intensive case management, basic human needs assistance, and employment training programs. Eric sat down with me and we talked about how Operation Stand Down is helping to protect Rhode Island's vulnerable veterans. So Eric, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Mark. Happy to be here. So since 1993, Operation Stand Down has been helping at-risk veterans live better lives after they complete their service. How is your organization addressing the health and wellness issues? in this particular population. So Operation Stand Down's primary mission uh, began with housing. Uh, You know, homelessness is clearly an epidemic within the veteran community. It has been for a long time. It's it's what was the uh, purpose of this organization being started right here in Rhode Island back in 1993. And Clearly, health uh, and wellness is related to housing security. It is one of the most basic human needs. It is uh, nearly impossible to live a healthy life without stable shelter. I'm glad you started there. 
because I work on the Rhode Island Life Index and it has thoroughly illustrated how housing is one of, if not the most crucial social determinant of health. I recently read a statistic, and maybe you can verify this for me, that veterans are 50% more likely to experience homelessness than those of us who haven't served. Yeah, that's a fairly accurate uh, statistic. It is one that, you know, is on the national level. So obviously it varies from, you know, where your locality is. But no doubt here in Rhode Island, this is an extremely challenging housing market, one of the most competitive rental markets in the nation with some of the oldest housing stock and some of the least amount of new housing being built. So, uh, you know, what leads to this? There's a, many different things that contribute to the high level of homelessness and homeless instability for veterans. Some of it has to do with the fact that they've moved around many times uh, as part of their service and therefore those community roots, family relationships are not what they were when they left for service. It also has to do with things that they've experienced in service, mental health uh, being one of them. Certainly PTSD for those that have served in combat can be another issue uh, that uh, results in all sorts of different obstacles and barriers to housing security. So it's a, it's a high number. It's uh, terribly tragic, but it's one that we're, we've been working on since 1993 at Operation Stand Down. Really is it, it when you consider the service. Uh, you know the statistics are 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 shocking and 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 appalling. Um, can you talk about a little bit more about what Operation Stand Down does to help turn the tide on these numbers? The basic starting point is to uh, identify veterans that are either at risk of homelessness or who are literally homelessness, and so we do a tremendous amount of outreach in the community here in Rhode Island to do that. Uh, our relationships are far and wide between government, uh, both federal and state, other nonprofits, and the work that we do in the community. One of the key elements of that is all of our case managers at Operation Stand Down are veterans. Uh, it is veterans caring for our brothers and sisters, and it's one of the oldest traditions. So whether uh, and and I'm also proud to say that the majority of the rest of the staff that are not direct case managers, including some of our attorneys and our support staff, are family members, immediate family members and spouses of veterans. So um, so that the ability to network within the community is uh, a significant benefit to completing our mission. When we have a veteran who presents who's homeless, uh, we have a multitude of different tools that we can use. For some veterans, they're going to move into housing that we own and operate. We've developed over 88 units of housing here in Rhode Island. Uh, right now, 26 of those units are transitional where veterans uh, can come, stay for up to two years, uh, work on some of the barriers that they're having, whether that's employment and training issues, legal issues, mental health issues, substance abuse issues, you name it. That's a good starting point for someone who really has nothing. Uh, and the rest of the units that we own are permanent housing. But we have, you know, this organization when we started was about an, a single event, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but it was about coalescing all sorts of resources from the community in one spot so that when you got a veteran, you weren't having to send them to a million different places to get these services. We've gone back to those roots over the last 12 years at Operation Stand Down. So we're not just about housing. Um, we're looking at what are the barriers? 
Does the veteran need a better job? Does the veteran's uh, spouse need a better job? Uh, is it a matter of, uh, and so we have employment and training programs. We have a legal program that helps veterans facing legal issues, whether that's restoring their driver's license or representing them in the veterans treatment court, which is an alternative sense in court. Um, perhaps it's helping them get their benefits that they've earned as a result of their service. Uh, as a result, maybe of a service-connected disability that's occurred. Uh, so these are all things and tools that we put together, as well as a program for basic human needs to not just put a veteran into housing, but more importantly, to work on the things that led to that homelessness. And there's really not enough housing, you know, certainly that Operation Standout owns. So every year, we serve about 300 unique veterans or veteran households uh, by providing them temporary rental assistance in the community. Uh, it's not a permanent subsidy, but it is uh, paying a security deposit, paying several months of rent, and then immediately getting our uh, our case managers involved in in trying to get at the root causes of why they're there and why they're in that situation. We've talked a lot on this podcast about um, how important it is to have someone of a lived experience um, when you are seeking uh, services that are uh, when you are past the, when you're at risk, um, and that, that, that is a huge removal of barriers to care. I, I wonder if you can talk a little bit about how having someone who has served, um, helping you when you have served and you are in need. One of the reasons why veterans find themselves in the worst circumstances are because they're the last to ask for help. There's a sense of, uh, independence. Uh, perhaps a sense of uh, invincibility. So it is, I think, a much difficult uh, task for a veteran to approach someone who has not served and say, I'm homeless. Uh, I'm, I have significant depression and I can't leave the house. Or I'm not comfortable in the workplace for one reason or another. But to be able to say that to another veteran and then explain the reason why, was it something that happened on a deployment? Uh, was it something that happened that is unique to military service? You know, maybe you uh, were, maybe you were in a, uh, you know, in a, in a particular assignment where you had a, a supervisor that was particularly cruel or harsh or what have you. Uh, but it's tough for, I think, a veteran to say that to someone who hasn't served. You know, we understand the lingo. Now, everybody at Operation Stand Down, as veterans, we've all had different experiences. I have, you know, I never deployed, but I served uh, active duty in the Air Force. I have a number of staff members who have deployed, who did multiple tours in Iraq, Afghanistan. Uh, their experiences are different, but we're all veterans and we all understand what, why we joined we know that there are multiple reasons for joining, um, but we understand those and we know what that experience is leaving the military. And I'll just say that, you know, one thing that I experienced leaving the military was I, I felt even at, even in my field, I felt like for a long time, I had never done anything as purposeful as I did when I was in the military. You know, and that's a common thing for service members to stay, say, and often why they're so... 
they have a difficult time transitioning to the civilian workforce. They just never feel like what they're doing in the civilian world is as purposeful and as meaningful and that people don't understand why they react in certain ways. Uh, it's a, and so that commonality is important and shared experiences is certainly um, of significant value added. So in your work uh, at Oper- Operation Standdown, um, do you find that the veterans that you're serving have specific physical and mental health needs? Um, and how are you addressing those needs? Certainly, uh, the mental health issues of veterans have, uh, have been well publicized, whether that's PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, um, other associated mental health challenges. Uh, the physical issues are dependent upon where they served, how they served, and what they did in service. We know for certain, and I've seen it in person amongst our residences and being involved in the veteran community, that the Vietnam era veterans have significant, significant health problems uh, as a result of exposure in Vietnam to various um, various substances. They, have, you know, our Marine veterans uh, have gone through, uh, all, all went through uh, an assignment in, in basic training where they were exposed to toxic, uh, to toxic water and have significant health issues that have carried on. And then our Gulf War, uh, as well as our, you know, both the entire global war on terror post 9-11, we have burn pit issues that are causing significant health concerns amongst veterans and also in, in their children. So that's a whole nother uh, issue. So there's physical, mental health. Uh, we have on staff a number of professional mental health and uh, trained staff, whether they're MSWs or licensed counselors. Uh, and so that's an important piece of what we do. We work very closely with the VA. We work very closely with the Vet Center, which is a very specific mental health treatment component at the VA that focuses on combat veterans as well as their families. So that relationship is important because uh, you can't really get that person into stable housing or take care of the other issues unless they're squared away, um, both physically and mentally. This is a health and wellness podcast. Uh, but, but the reality is that almost all aspects of life contribute to your overall health, um, social determinants of health more so. What are some additional services that you folks are providing? to better the lives of Rhode Island veterans that we haven't talked about so far. Well, one of the things that's key is certainly helping veterans identify if some of their ailments may be service-connected and helping them get uh, their VA disability benefits. It's a, you know, it's something that they've earned. Uh, it's something that is needed and it provides a level of not just income stability in terms of, you know, you get different ratings depending on the level of your uh, service-connected disability and the severity of it, but it also opens up the door to VA healthcare. Now, there's a lot of, you know, if you turn on the television and just listen to stories about the VA healthcare system, the thing you'll hear most prominently is people complaining. That may be true in places around the country. I'm very happy to say that our VA medical center here in Providence has some of the highest ratings in the country and has received multiple awards uh, for their care and their level of care and the quality of their care. So veterans here in Rhode Island have, you know, a tremendous resource and and we work closely with them to address the health concerns of veterans. I think that's an excellent uh, piece of information for our listeners to have because I, 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 to your point, I do think like the national uh, conversation definitely shapes, you know, people's minds. 
Yeah, it's a it's a it's a local place. It's you know, and and the connectivity with the community of the VA here in Rhode Island is significant, and it's unlike I think other experiences in the nation. Uh, but we work closely with them, and it's part of our overall services. And some of the other things that we do are, you know, basic human needs. We have a food pantry at Operation Stand Down. We've all gone to the market. We all see what the prices are. It is insane. And when you're spending, you know, it's supposed you, the recommended amount you're supposed to spend on housing is thirty percent of income. Uh, here in Rhode Island, we're seeing people spending 50% of income and they're making choices about paying their rent or putting food on the table for themselves and their family. So our food pantry is an important component of our basic human needs as well here at Operation Stand Down. And it's a resource not just for our clients, but VA um, social workers come and get food for veterans who are shut in. And that's all supported by donations from uh, organizations like Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island and uh, other nonprofits and schools and churches. And we rely upon that to keep that food pantry stocked. Do you have any uh, stories or anecdotes that stand out in your mind uh, in terms of uh, Operation Stand Down, um, touching the life of a veteran and having we meaning? There are uh, really so many that I can think of over the years. Uh, one of them, you know, it's you, you, see people in certain circumstances and you make certain assumptions in life and that's a natural thing as human beings to do. Um, but you don't always appreciate uh, the complexity of what somebody is facing. So we had a veteran who was in our housing and this person was very quiet, somewhat of an introvert. And one day uh, we were doing our event. We were actually doing our veteran assistance event that we do every September. And we now do it on the grounds of Operation Stand Down in Johnston. And it is a tremendous undertaking where 30 plus groups come and provide services to veterans. Well, we were struggling to get cars parked and get vehicles up. And one of our veterans who was in our housing said, oh, can I help you? So we said, sure. And this veteran started helping us. And then the they showed up the next day and said, oh, can I do something else today? Next thing you know, we this person kept engaging us and they said they really wanted help out. Before you know it, the person is answering phones in the office as a volunteer. Next thing we find out, the person is an IT genius getting their degree right now as they're you know, living in our transitional housing and is now working at Operation Stand Down, not only helping veterans with VA disability claims as a um employee of Operation Stand Down, but quite frankly, you know, is on their way to doing all of our IT at Operation Stand Down. And so, you know, that's an example and, and thrilled about it and loves helping other veterans. And so that's, you know, it's a great experience. And I've had many of those. And, you know, as as someone who's helped veterans through the Veteran Treatment Court, you know, people who have spent their entire lives as law-abiding, productive um, citizens who have never brushed into the law and then as a result of you know stress or breaking at one point and issues ends up having a, a mental health breakdown engaging with the law and it's a tremendously embarrassing experience but working with that person to help them through that legal process and having them walk away with no stigma and oftentimes building lifelong relationships with that peer interaction in our veteran treatment court uh, is you know that's another perfect example of uh, of experiences where we've changed lives at Operation Stand Down. So a couple months ago, I was able to do some photography 
uh, as our military EBRG, uh, Employee Business Resource Group, uh, volunteered for boots on the ground. And honestly, to see the scale of that memorial is, is just truly humbling. I know you have other events throughout the year. Um, tell our listeners about all of the places that they can find you. Sure. So Boots on the Ground for Heroes is very special. That idea was born from our uh, then director of development, Dee DeQuattro, who uh, had this idea. She actually called me as I'm driving to work one day and says, said, uh, I have this idea for the global war on terror. Do you think we could get a boot for every fallen service member and set it out? Uh, and I said, well, you know, how many have we lost in the global war on terror? And at that time, it was, it was over 6,000. Never thought we'd get those boots, but they we we eventually did. And um, you know, it, it's important for people to understand the true cost of war. When you stand and you had this experience, when you stand there and you look at a football field of boots, and each one of those has a placard with a photo and a, a, a biographical information about the service member that was killed in action. Uh, you get a real sense of what that cost of war is just in a single era. Uh, for us, when we set those boots out, those faces never change. And I see, I've come to recognize as we've set those boots out, I come to recognize those faces and, and they're familiar because we lay each tag one at a time in alphabetical order by state. And I think about their face never changed. Their loved ones lost them and time just stopped for them. And I think about all the things that have gone on in my life since they passed. And I'm looking at these dates of 2006, 2007, and it's profound. So it's an important part of what we do at Operation Stand Down uh, in terms of letting people know what that cost is, what people who put on the uniform are willing to sacrifice. And then, uh, you know, it's not the only uh, event that we do. It is a big part of our outreach to the veteran community, to the to Rhode Island as a whole. We've got coming up, uh, we are bringing the Vietnam traveling wall to Rhode Island. Uh, we did it back in 2014. It was tremendously powerful. It's coming to Rocky Point uh, September 8th, 9th, and 10th. It's free, open to the public. This is the 50th anniversary of the end of the Vietnam War. So it's timely. And for us, it brings us back to our roots, which was really that impetus for Tony DeQuattro to start Operation Stand Down, which was seeing Vietnam veterans on the streets in the 90s and no one doing anything about it. And then in September, uh, we have another right after that. So the wall's coming, then the wall is going to leave. A few days later, September uh, 14th and 15th, we'll be holding our veteran assistance event at Operation Stand Down. Amazing event. Organizations such as Blue Cross Blue Shield, uh, Thunder Miss Dental comes, sets up a dental clinic in our food pantry. It's amazing doing dental x-rays and dental care uh, with uh, hygienists and dentists there. The courts come. Judge LaFazia brings the district court. Um, she was the one who actually founded the Veterans Treatment Court here in Rhode Island. Uh, the Traffic Tribunal, DMV, just amazing services, IRS, Rhode Island Division of Taxation, solving problems for veterans in one spot for two days. It's amazing work. I mean, and your work is clearly critical to so many. And and in, in the examples you gave, clearly can be very life-changing. Um, if our listeners want to contribute, if they want to help, how can folks get involved? They can go to our website, which is uh, osdri.org. 
So the first letters of Operation Stand Down Rhode Island, you can Google us, of course. Uh, all of our contact information is on there. Our number is 401-383-4730. And we're there Monday through Friday, 830 to 4.30, answering our general line. If our listeners want to check our show notes, you'll find all of that information in there as well. Eric, I want to thank you for being on the podcast. I want to thank you for your service. And I want to thank you for everything you do for Rhode Island veterans and beyond. Well, thank you for all that you do for the health care and wellness of Rhode Islanders and our veterans as well. The Road to Health is a podcast presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island. It's hosted and produced by me, Mark Sheldon, and Mason M. is our sound engineer, with additional support from David Montalvo. I'd like to thank our guest, Eric Wallen, Executive Director of Operation Stand Down Rhode Island, as well as Michael Fernandez, who you can hear at Boots on the Ground at the top of our show. I'd also like to thank my son, Jack Sheldon, and his high school marching band, who can be heard playing God Bless America under our closing credits. To me, a beautiful reminder of what our servicemen and women are protecting. Special thanks to Mel Kuhn, Jasmine Arnold, and Carolyn Belisle. Be healthy, be well, and keep your eyes on the road.